five of Hi, Nice to Meet You. I am Justin, and this is definitely an episode I've been looking forward to. Uh, I am getting to speak to my favorite history teacher and former co-worker, Mr. Brian Brown. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent, man. How you doing? Oh, uh, we're living the dream, man. You know, just trying to trying to stay busy and, uh, you know, enjoy this this fine weather we're having now. It's a beautiful day out today. That's Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. All right. So uh, if you're new to the show, uh, I've compiled 140 questions. The guest picks 10 numbers. I ask the 10 questions corresponding to the numbers. Pretty straightforward. Uh, so I'm going to let you pick your first number. All right. <clears throat> we'll go with 56. 56. All right. Uh, what is the spiciest thing you've ever eaten? Ooh, spiciest thing. So uh, surprised that I can answer this so quickly. So there used to be this restaurant called Carmelina's, and it's uh, over in Hadley. Uh, okay. This is Massachusetts. And, um, yeah, they had, this <clears throat> they had this dish called Crazy Alfredo, and it was just like, you know, fettuccine Alfredo, but it had, um, it had these pickled hot peppers in it. Oh, boy. And uh, they were like, you know – you can get it, you know, whatever, one through five. But if you get anything over like a two, you can't send it back. Um, I'm like, I'm not going to send it back. And so I got the five because I, I like spicy food. I, I got it or, you know, whatever the number was that was the hottest. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know. I figured I'd eaten a lot of hot food at that point, you know, uh, wrestled with some pretty um, severe Indian food and you know, Mexican food and all that. I'm like, yeah. how hot could Italian food get? Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. Uh, I had to finish it. Like, cause I, I felt like, I felt like, I don't know. Since you ordered it, I you had to kind of plow through it. it. What's that? It was like, since you ordered it, you kind of had to just like talk yourself through it. Well, yeah, no, I, yeah. It, luckily I ordered it to go, man. If I was like in the restaurant, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done, but yeah, it's um, been a little rough. It was, it was brutal. Um, and, uh, I, I give much respect. It's something about the way the peppers were like pickled. It wasn't, you know, it, it was like the delivery system, um, of hotness made it, made it exceptional. Excellent. Yeah. For me, I would say, uh, my neighbor across the street growing up, she used to grow peppers in her backyard and one day me and, uh, you know, uh, John Gillespie were hanging out and, uh, we ran across the street one day my dad was doing some yard work at her neighbor's house and we were like, Ooh, peppers. And then there were just these little, little ones, probably about the size of like a bullet. And I was like, Oh, yeah. this is, this shouldn't be bad. So we freaking tear into them. And it's like, yeah, all the, all the capsaicin and stuff is just kind of concentrated when they're that small. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, man, that just, that lit me up from, from one end to the other. I mean, like I was like, pouring <laughs> sweat. I'm like, yeah, it's, like yeah. it's just like, it's just like, it was, it was a very stupid moment. It was one of those ones where it's like, well, now I know not to do that. It was like the first time I ever touched a tailpipe on a car after we'd been on a long drive. It's like, all right, sure. well, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. I pretty famously have grabbed electric fences not once but twice. Hey, man. Um, I mean, sometimes it's just got to be done. Yeah. I was a kid. I grabbed it. It's, it, it, they're pretty strong, it turns they out. They work. Then, they definitely work for sure. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right, man. So I'll have you pick your next number here. All right, uh, <clears throat> let's go 74. 74. Uh, okay. 
Oh, this is a cool one. What's some insider knowledge only someone in your field has? Insider knowledge only someone in my field. Uh, so I'm a teacher. Um, insider knowledge. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know if it's I don't know if it's insider knowledge or not. But like I don't know. If teachers are just like just like kids. Like you can see what what kind of kid. A teacher was, um, but maybe that's obvious to kids. I don't know. You, students are like watching us all the time, so it's hard to know. But you know, you can like you can tell like like when the faculty's all hanging out. Mm-hmm. You know, who are the kids who are like, whatever? Who are the kids who are like, you know, trying to do you know get straight A's? And who are the kids who are like hanging out under the bleachers? And you know, who are the kids who are, whatever, shoving kids' heads in the toilet? And you know, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. probably. It's it's actually probably pretty clear to to uh, to the kids. I don't really know if that's inside our knowledge or not, but um, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think I think we all try to be professional when we're in front of the kids, but um, but you really see who who we are when we're all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in my field, I mean, I work in like tobacco and candy, so I would say yeah. like the only insider knowledge I have is essentially the only king size candy bar that's really worth it is uh snickers is really kind of worth it only a little um sure and then i'm trying to think the only ones that are really worth it is like reese's pieces king size you get like a whole another half for like an extra couple cents i see but uh yeah other than that it's pretty much just garbage knowledge it's just uh it's like my job just like affords me the opportunity to just kind of have trash brain and just kind of like yeah fair enough float through it i guess it's not it's not exactly a career path i'm on it's just kind of like a this pays my bills sometimes that can be pretty satisfying though like it's not I, bad know, i mean it's, sometimes it's... i really think back to jobs that i had where i could just kind of zone out and and do the work and uh, yep. those are some good days sometimes oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah there's definitely other times though where i definitely want something to be a little more engaging it's like yeah there's definitely. only so many times I can walk around a warehouse and put cartons of cigarettes into another box like over and over again before my <laughs> brain's like, we need to just do anything else. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. All right, All right man. Uh, so I'll have you pick your next number here. Uh, we'll go with two. Number two. Right, let's go. What is the craziest thing you've done and would you do it again? <sighs> the craziest thing I've done. Oh, man. Let me think. It's got to be from my youth, I'm sure. Um, yeah, what's the craziest thing I've done that I want to talk about on a podcast? Yeah, um, I hear you. <laughs> oh, well, it's going to be some dead air while I think of it. Uh, it's all good, man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've... Uh, I mean, if you want, I can put mine out there first. Yeah, put um, yours out there while I, while I think. I'll, I mean, I'll listen, but I, I, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me think. Yeah, because I actually – I just answered this question on the last episode. I just recorded an episode with my wife, actually, probably like oh, nice. four, four and a half hours ago or so. Yeah. And, um, yeah, my answer to this was uh, me and my best friend, we used to take, um, like – they're called Piccolo Pete's. It's a fountain firework. Okay. Yeah. But – if you wrap it in duct tape and you hit it with a rubber mallet, it turns into like a quarter stick of dynamite. <laughs> wow. So we found out about that on the internet and we were like, 
well, obviously we're going to make that. And then sure. like, we made it and we were like, we'll just blow up a potato in the middle of like the cul-de-sac. And then it was like, this is the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, all right, that might not have been the best idea, but thinking back on it, I would probably do that like at least one more time. Sure, sure. Like, well, I'm not, I'm not advocating making plastic explosives, and I'm, I, I'm kind of upset that this is the second episode in a row where I've basically told people how to do that and the exact right, right. work they need. But again, not advocating it. So if you make them and blow your fingers off, don't bitch to me. I don't want to hear it. I was with a guy once who, like, he was like, you want to see something really cool? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so he took a soda bottle and he filled it full of some stuff. I, I won't tell yeah, you how I got explosives you. are made. And uh, he's like, check this out. It's really cool. And he shook it up and he put the cap on it and he set it, like, right down on the railroad tracks. And I'm like, what's going to happen, man? And he's like, it's going to blow up. It's really cool. And I'm like, what if, what if a train comes, man? And he hadn't really thought of that. I'm like, did you just put a bomb on the on the train tracks? I I think I need to get out of here. Like, um, that's not a dumb thing I did. It's just you know talking. Yeah, no, it's, I don't I don't understand like that train of thought though. That's like putting like an explosive in the middle of like an airport and being like, I don't I didn't realize planes came. Yeah, here. yeah, and you know I probably should have asked some questions along the way, like why are we going over to the train tracks? What's, yeah. What are those chemicals that you have? I, Sometimes you know, it's just really really cool though. I can be a trusting soul, I guess. Um, yeah, you know, it happens to the best of us. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I can tell you a dumb thing I used to do. Um, so, I, you know, I used to watch a lot of uh, action movies when I was a kid. And okay. um, when I was in high school, we had, um, it was just the era, the, the crappy old cars that everybody could afford were like gigantic 1970s cars. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is pretty epic. And um, For sure. So we used to drive around on farm roads and, and uh, we'd climb out on top of the cars while people were driving sort of slowly with a bunch of cars in a row. And we'd, we'd run around on top of the cars and like jump from car to car. And uh, then kids would like put on the brakes to like try to make you miss the car and stuff nice. like that. So yeah, that was pretty epic and I would definitely not do it again, uh, nor would I re recommend it. Especially yeah, since cars, you know, you'd like go through the hood of a car these days. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're all made of good, you know cheap plastic and stuff like that. Deal. So, yeah, yeah, that was the thing I ever did, and no, I wouldn't do it again. Excellent, cool. Um, all right, man. So we'll move on to the next <clears> one. Uh, next number. All right, uh, number four. Number four. Uh, greatest struggle you've overcome. Whew, greatest struggle I've overcome. Um. I don't know. I'll, I'll get, I'll go. I heard you ask this one the other day. I, I, sh I should have been keeping track of numbers, but I didn't kind of, I kind of didn't want to cheat. That's all right, man. No worries. Um, but yeah, so I thought about this. So, um, so the struggle that I'm sort of dealing with right now or overcoming, um, you know, uh, I was always like a guy to kind of play it safe. Um, and, uh, so like, you know, I just, I always made sort of decisions like, well, this is a good sort of safe decision. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think a lot of my, like my career choice and stuff like that, like it's smart to be a teacher because you teach and it, you know, you got guaranteed money and you know, there's a, there's a retirement and all that. And, um, but I, I feel like, I feel like for a lot of, a lot of my life, I didn't really like, I don't know. I didn't really put myself out there. I mean, there was the part where I was jumping around on cars, but 
there was sort of a long stretch where, where I wasn't. Um, so yeah, so I think, you know, I think I just kind of got old and boring for a while. Um, and, uh, I decided that, you know, dreams I had or whatever, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I was always kind of a creative person. I really liked, like, wanted to play music or make movies and so on and so forth. And, um, and so I, you know, but I was like, oh, no, that's, you know, I don't, I don't have time for that or that's sort of childish or whatever. So I think like the biggest thing I've overcome is like just all that telling myself that, you know, that stuff wasn't, wasn't worth it. Wasn't worth uh, putting the time into wasn't. Um, and um, so, you know, recently I've been, I've been playing a lot of music the last, you know, I don't know, four years or so. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I got myself a band and, and uh, I play out a lot and uh, it's, it's freaking awesome. You know, so the, sort of the biggest thing I overcame was just sort of, I don't know if it's apathy or if it's um, yeah, just, just like playing it, playing it too safe in life. You know, most people don't want to hear some old guy, you know, play guitar and shout at him. But, but some people do luckily. And uh, it's, it's pretty fulfilling to do it. So um, yeah. So I guess the biggest thing I overcame was just that, that sort of voice that said like, you know, whatever, you're too old to, to be doing that or, you know, that's, uh, whatever, it's not professional or it's not whatever. It's not what a, it's not what a dude your age does. And I just said, screw that and decided to start, start doing it again, start living life. And, uh, it feels pretty good. Yeah, man. Creativity is like super important. I mean, like that's one issue that like I definitely had when, like, even when I was in high school was that yeah. school, like, I can understand the need for it. And I do really appreciate the work that teachers do and shout out you guys. And, you know, my friend Kyle is a, a, a science teacher and, yeah. you know, you know, my friend, my friend, Sarah, she's a, I think she's like a kindergarten teacher and stuff like, you know, yeah. it's, it's very thankless work I've noticed as well. Um, which is kind of stupid because I mean, you are shaping minds, you know, to, to, to venture out on their own at some point. And, uh, you know, I, it's just the only issue I ever really had with with school is it felt, at least for me, always was like, I'm not going to say like a creative killer, but like I always felt oh, so like, like so unmotivated to pursue anything outside of just like shut up into your homework. Yeah, man, it's, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of what happens in education is is, you know, if you're compliant you know if you're a good little worker you know you get a pat on the head um so there's yeah there's definitely that model of it out there um yeah it can definitely be a creativity killer and you know yeah there's i mean there were definitely plenty of people there that at that school that definitely nurtured creativity for sure i mean like you know shout out mr smith for you know class like that was great and yeah you know all the other teachers there you know mr rathbun especially you know he that, that dude oh, lives sure. and breathes that stuff and it's like you know shout out him for always telling these kids like yo just go for it who cares no doubt no doubt yeah excellent and then um i mean as for my struggle i mean if you've heard the first episode of the show uh, i answered yeah. this question um I, I i i was like i was homeless for about a year i was like sleeping in my car and like on and yeah. on friends couches and stuff but now I'm recording this podcast from a guest bedroom in my house. So that's awesome, dude. So that's, there that's we go. incredible, man. 
yeah, yeah man, those, it was those a, struggles a humbling experience but feel that yeah but now it was uh i think it was a good experience it's not something i i wish people to have but sure it was it was definitely interesting to see like life from that kind of perspective where it's like i don't know where the hell i'm sleeping tonight like probably sleeping in my scion yeah yeah man you know i've uh you know i've i've been i've been there briefly and uh you know i've been almost there way too many times so yeah i get it um, yeah it's a it's a it's a weird line especially when you step over to the other side of it and you're just like huh okay well i guess we're just going to kind of play it by ear until something happens yeah well the reason i the reason i became a teacher i don't know if i ever told you this but i don't but, so i used to be a cook and um you know i'd gone to college but i i didn't want to do anything with it and and i was cooking and i um i ended up getting sick um I ended up getting food poisoning, not off my food, damn it. Um, but, uh, but I ended up getting sick and, um, so I couldn't work and I couldn't, um, I couldn't go back to work because I, like, even though I wasn't sick anymore, like it still, you know, I, I didn't, couldn't get a clear test on it and, um, you know, I had no health insurance. It, I, like I had like people, we were trying to figure out, this is, you know, back in the, back in the nineties and, and, uh, you know, I got friends who were like, I don't know, does he look enough like me so that we can send him with my health insurance to the hospital and all yeah, that. Yeah. And, um, so we just said, screw it. We went anyway and just figured, you know, what do we pay for it later or whatever, you know, but, um, but anyway, you know, I, th- there was a long time before I could work and, um, you know, uh, a daughter on the way and you know this is nuts right and i was like yeah i need i need something sort of safer and more stable um but uh yeah it's it's so quick that whatever sort of flimsy financial uh ground we build for ourselves can fall out you know so i'm I'm good for you man that you've got that you've got uh that you guys have got it figured out and you know yeah man it's uh it's a good feeling for sure. You know, like when I put the key in the door and I open it and it's like now the second, like within the confines of these walls, I can do legitimately anything I want. Like, Oh, <laughs> right. I, uh, I have a fire in the living room. Like, sure. <laughs> right. I can just do that. Awesome. It's great, man. Awesome. All right. So I'll have you pick your next number here. Okay. Uh, that was number four. Is that correct? Yep. So we got six more to go. All right. Uh, 10. 10. Um, what fictional character do you relate to the most? What fictional character do I relate to the most? Um, damn, that's a good question. Um, why don't you go and I'll think about it. All right. That's all right. It's your uh, podcast. But. Yeah, no, I'm going to go probably just because I'm looking at him right now. I'm going to go with probably Rocco from the cartoon Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, fantastic. Just because it's like I have like a few close friends. I have my dog. I have my house. And I just like go to work and whatever happens just kind of happens. Plus, uh, my neighbor, if you're looking at my house to the right of me, him and his wife remind me of Mr. and Mrs. Bighead. Oh, excellent. So, Are you like rocking a Hawaiian shirt right now with no pants? Is I that... wish I was. But yeah. I've, I've actually been looking into finding like Rocco's shirt. And then when I get it, I'm just going to buy like 15 of them and just try to turn like exclusively into a wallaby uh-huh i yeah. i mean i think you should so, you know it's, it's always good to have a dream you know it 
It's important to have a dream. For yeah, sure. it's true. It's true. Um, so I, I have no idea how to answer this question, but um, before we started recording, we were talking about the, uh, about um, the princess bride. Yep. And um, for some reason, I'm really relating to Nigo Montoya right now, you know, Dude, he's um, a great character, man. He's a great character. He's, you know, he starts out, he's down on his luck. Um, he's, uh, he's like, he's like the second best, you know, to Wesley or the Dread Pirate Roberts and stuff like that. But he like keeps at it. Um, he's, he's honorable. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually stuff works out for him. Uh, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't give up. I don't know. That's, that's, I'm sticking with that right now. Hey, no, that's, that's a solid answer, man. And I mean, also shout out Princess Bride. Sure. Shout out Princess Bride big time. For sure. Yeah. I wish that it was, you know, uh, like Andre the Giant's character or that, you know, that guy who says inconceivable so much, but I, I think it's Inigo Montoya. Yeah. That's no, kidding. that's, that's a, that's a solid choice, man. I mean, I would say like, honestly, I mean, Inigo's probably my favorite character in that movie. Sure. Um, yeah, I would I would say he's probably my favorite, and then it's probably Andre, just because you know anybody want a peanut is just like a historic line. Absolutely, for sure. He's like, "Hello, lady." Right? <laughs> it's, it's it's so good. It's fantastic, man. All right, so we'll have you pick your uh, next number here. We got five left. Okay, twenty six. Twenty six. Um, ah, this is a good one. What's your death row meal? Oh, my death row meal. Great. Great question. Um, my death row meal is, dude, right now the thing that I can't get enough of is like like pernil, like um, like pork roast, like Puerto Rican pork roast. Okay. With like um, – and like, like rice with pigeon peas. Like I don't know why. I don't know why, that came, but it came to me like right away. Like hey, I man. freaking love – I love that food and right now – so I just moved to East Hampton. I, I just bought a house uh, myself. I've been I've been renting. And I just bought a house. Well, it's almost back in August, but uh, congratulations! But it's pretty close to like some really great uh, Puerto Rican food from here. And yeah. um, but everything's like shut down as far as I can tell. So I haven't been able to have it. And that yeah. immediately came to mind. Like just so satisfying to tear into that. Um, so yeah, like arroz con gondules, like the pigeon peas and rice and yep. and. Uh, and the pernil that's that's i'm sticking to that and some plantains is is what's happening in my there you go, man. how about you i think for me i would just go with probably like oh man i don't know i'd probably keep it simple i'd probably just get like a liter bottle of black cherry polar and uh-huh. a medium pepperoni pizza and just kind of like and then well and then like a small like cheesy garlic bread because obviously Sure, obviously. Yeah. All right. So we talking um the the black cherry soda from Polar? No, just like their black cherry seltzer. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I am so devoted to, to polar seltzer, it's kinda ridiculous. Yeah, my uh my grandmother growing up, I wasn't allowed to have soda until I was like nine years old. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like, Oh, this is soda. It's just bubbly water that kinda tastes like fruit was in it at one point. And then like when I had soda, I was like, all right, this is like good, but it's hyper sugar. And then I was like, it, it is. Yeah. It's just like super aggressive. So now it's just like, I, I just, I drink seltzer like consistently. Like water? Yeah. Just like all the time. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah. it's just like one of the only things I want to put in my body. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I hear that, man. It has um, to be polar. Sure. Oh yeah. No, it's like, cause it's good Worcester tap water. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's important. It's important to keep it local. Exactly. I know you're a Connecticut guy now, but I know yeah. that you still feel I got the 508. tattooed on my arm. Good, good. So, um, nice. Where, where's the pizza coming from? Um, you know what? I'm probably going to say village. Yeah. Village yeah. Just, I grew up eating that. It's just like that, the Crisco and the crust, dude, it just like makes like a huge difference. And it's like, uh, it's I'm been the you, same man. recipe since I was a kid. It's like the pizza tastes exactly like it did the first time I had it to now. Exactly. It's yeah. So I, I eat at village way too much. Dude, it's, it's just consistently good food. Yeah. So shout out village pizza in East Hampton. <laughs> Absolutely. This right, show no, brought to you by Village Pizza in East Hampton. You know, that oh, that would be fantastic. I mean, we got Big E sponsoring the other podcast, which isn't a bad thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Excellent. So a couple kielbasas here and there go a long way. Oh, yep. so yep. good. Yep, got to get that trick hose, man. That's good stuff. Absolutely. I was, especially since Chickabee Provision was shut down for so long. It was mm. That was rough. Those were some bleak days. No Blue Seal kielbasa. Yeah, man. Now you got to get that trick hose. Gotta get that because yep. it's good stuff. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'll well, have you pick your next one here for me. 73. 73. All right. Uh which uh what languages do you wish you could speak? What language do I wish I could speak? Um shout out Matt. I think it'd be Maj. right. Absolutely. <laughs> um I've been low-key trying to learn. German and Russian. Uh, I guess I would say Russian because um, my son and I listen to a lot of ridiculous hard boss. Um, you guys fans stuff. of Russian Village Boys? Oh, absolutely. Dude, those guys are my boys. Those guys in uh, Little Big, you listen to them at all? No, I don't know them. They're kind of like, um, if you watch their music videos, it's like, they're like a funny die ant word, but it's like, it's Russian sure. base. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So you might, That's that cool. Might Do you know, uh, you know Ice Peak? They're like a serious Dion word. Okay. Um, ice, yeah, and I think that they're also like low-key wanted by the government. So, um, yeah, they're they're worth checking out. But the like E's are threes, Ice Peak. Okay. Um, but yeah, so definitely Russian, largely just so that I could you know spit bars of Russian Village Boys songs. Yeah, I mean that's really all you need. I mean Russian Village Boys are just like absurdly good. Like Sukhobyet is one of my favorite songs of all time. Sure. Like, yeah. That just goes way too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, like our sound, uh, which is a DJ Blattman. Um, so good, man. Yeah. I can't. How about you? Um, I would say, honestly, probably Latin, just because, like, one, it's like a stepping stone into a bunch of different languages. And yeah. Two, I don't know. I've always wanted to learn, like, an old language, like, yeah. kind of like a dead language. Like, it's a useless talent, but at the same time, like, I just think it'd be cool to just be like, well, I can't read this shit. And then just maybe like that moment where it's like, is anybody a doctor? It's like, could anybody read Latin? And then it's like, I guess. Yeah. Like hold, hold up everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let me get my, uh, I took a couple of years of Latin in high school, but um, you know, it was not good. And I was not. Yeah. I mean, I took, I took intro Spanish and intro French my first two semesters. And then I didn't take a language class the rest of the time I was in high school. So yeah you know get yeah. them over get them over with early and just you know focus on other things like drama class and whatever right you know sure the important stuff but uh all right man yeah. we'll have you move on to the next one uh 110 110 
This goes up to 140, is that right? Yes. Um, all right. Where do you find meaning in your life? Whew. Where do I find meaning in my life? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I, I think, I think meaning is, is about, about connecting with people for sure. So like, um, you know, I'm, I'm very close with, with my, with my kids and, you know, my family and stuff like that. Um, um, but I, I think, I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, I mean, and I think that that's, that's the right answer and the real answer, you know? Um, I think that, um, I think I feel really alive when I'm, when I'm connected with people in like an absurd way. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like, um, yeah. So just, you know, whatever, just saying random stuff and somebody catches what you're saying or like, Dude, that's what I appreciate um, the most about you on Facebook is when I share, those, <laughs> thank you. Well, when I share those like daily updates on the Roman empire shit posts and it's like, it's just absurd historical fact that unless you read into it, you're not going to understand. And it's like, yeah. every time I post one of those, I'm like, I'm hoping Mr. Brown's going to see this and like get at least a chuckle out of it because it's like you and maybe two other people on my Facebook have any idea what I'm even talking about. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think shit posting is the answer that I wanted to give. Yeah. And that's the answer that I'm going to stick to. It's yeah. Um, especially, especially if it, it, it's completely meaningless. Yeah. I mean, that's um, like the because, ones. yeah. And people are like, I have no idea what you're saying 90% of the time on Facebook, yeah. but I, um, I really appreciate that you do it. No, it's like every time somebody at my job, like friend requests me, like I'll accept the request and then I'll go into work on like a Monday and they'll be like, yo, are you all right? It's like, what do you mean? It's yeah. like, your Facebook's <laughs> like really fucked up. It's like, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like that the picture I saw the other day where it's like a golden retriever in like a dog wheelchair on the beach. And it just says, what the fuck is oatmeal? It's like, all right, well, <laughs> that's going out. Yeah. Yeah, that's see. I feel like we just connected, and uh, I feel like that was meaningful. There we go. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely where it's at. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I'd say for me, I mean, where I find meaning, I mean, definitely being creative is, is something yeah. that like I enjoy doing. I, I definitely feel like I feel like my mind slows down when I'm out taking pictures or painting or podcasting or whatever creative endeavor i'm working on at that time but yeah um i mean i guess i'd say the biggest finding meaning in my life is probably just like providing like a stable house for my wife and my dog that's pretty much yeah that's pretty much like my only goal at this point is just like make sure that my wife and i and our dog are good yeah that's that's a pretty solid meaningful thing man yeah i mean it's it's simple but it's it's really like existing is not that difficult it's like as long as i have a roof over my head and like some food to eat i'm golden yeah yeah do you um do you not play music anymore you used to play music right yeah i was in a i was in a metal band for was like four or five years where the joke is that we're never gonna say we've broken up but we haven't played a show since like 2015 got it um, but we're never gonna say that we broke up even though like most of us don't talk anymore and sure uh, yeah, so I mean, I still have my. What were you guys called? What's up? What were you guys called? Uh, Heal the Destroyer. Um, 
we played uh we played Pearl Street like a handful of times. We played all over the place. We played like Vermont. We played um in Hartford a few times. Those were always pretty interesting shows. Um, especially with like the, nice. the gas station across the street getting robbed like every time we played there. All right. Uh, which was just always a good time. But uh, I have my acoustic. I, I'll fiddle around with that every now and again. I don't play as often as I used to. But I mean, if I, yeah. if the urge comes, I'll I'll tune up my guitar and just kind of play around with it for a little bit. Nice. What subgenre of metal were you? Oh man, if I had to put a name on it, uh, I guess I would say like deathcore. I just we wrote a lot of nice. like tritone breakdowns and uh-huh. a lot of stuff like that. A lot of just like punch the person next to you type music. Perfect. Yeah, man. It was a good time. It was definitely something that I enjoyed doing, but it didn't really pay the bills. And all of us were just like working part time and still had no money. And it's like sure. paying for a practice space and you're not really getting paid to play shows. It's like it's a great hobby, but it's like, all right, we, we all have to just devote time to just like full time jobs now. Yeah, it sucks, man. Oh, it does. Yeah. And it's going to be I mean, it's going to be even worse after once stuff opens back up. Oh, yeah. Know. The the current model is we don't pay you at all, but you can put out a tip jar. So yep, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a good time, man. Um, but I have been popping in on your uh, your streams when you're live. So uh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. So what do we got? One, two, three, four. All right. So we got two it's more. Good, we got two more. Yep. Right. Uh, thirty-three. Thirty-three. Um. Ah, what's the most unusual place you've fallen asleep? That's a really good question. I can sleep literally anywhere. It's it's like a, the lamest superpower, but um, but yeah, at any given moment, it doesn't matter how much sort of caffeine I've consumed. I can I can just kind of fall asleep anywhere. Um, the most unusual. Well, I've I mean I've fallen asleep driving a car. That's pretty unusual. Um, yeah, okay. maybe, but um. But yeah, terrifying. Yeah, um, not fun. No, I, yeah, I, I remember I was in I was in high school. I was coming back from a concert um, at Foxborough. It was like this festival, and sort of been out in the sun all day. And um, yeah, just driving home and uh, over in the left lane, and then you know, it's it's that that conversation that your brain has with you. You know, yep. where it's like, yeah, you could just close your eyes for a second, man. It's, it's fine. Just, yeah, it's uh, just, it's just a couple seconds. Yeah. You're just, you're going to feel so much better if you just close your eyes for a second and uh, yeah, you know, open your eyes and you're in the right lane and you know, three lane highway and you're like, Oh, this is bad. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I guess probably, uh, yeah. The mass pike uh, westbound. There you go, man. Nice. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've come close to that. Uh, I, for a while I was dating someone that lived in Bridgewater and I was like commuting every other weekend. And it's like, yeah, leaving her house at 1030 at night. And it's a two and a half hour drive from there back to town. It's like, sure. When I'm, when I'm hopping on 91 next to the Hoyoke mall, it's like, eh, well, I know it's straight for a while. We could keep the eyes closed for like, <laughs> right, right. it's like, it's not a problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'd say for me, the most unusual place I've passed out was, uh, me and my dad went to go see a show at the Mullins Center one time, and uh, I just, like, passed out. Like, mid-concert, my brain was just like, we're done with today. And I just... Oh, man, I yeah. What was out. the show? Oh, who was it? It was, uh, man, it was Disturbed. Uh, 
was it disturbed stone sour uh oh, really? i think flyleaf as well uh-huh. and there's someone else i can't remember but i think that was like the big three and nice stone sour that's the guy from from slipknot right yeah that's, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was though it was those three, but yeah, it was like about halfway through the show. My I was just like, Yeah, all right, we're tired. Like we're just gonna call it here. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. So we'll just, right. Go ahead. Um, so I don't know, man. Pick me a good one. Pick me a weird one. Oh man, all right. Um Well actually you have one more to pick and then we'll do a dealer's choice if you want. Oh, all right. Okay. Perfect. Uh it goes up to one forty, is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, uh, let's do uh, let's do one thirty nine. One thirty nine. Ah, this is a good one. What part of a children's movie scarred you? Oh shit! I heard this one too. You know what's funny is that I immediately went to like Salem's Lot, which is not a children's movie at all. Hey. Um, but holy shit, that movie scared me. Um, that kid scraping on the window yeah. outside, like floating. Yeah, I didn't sleep for like a year and a half. Uh, what part of a children's movie? Um, oh, let me think. I feel like, well, not a movie, but um, so there's this Looney Tunes uh, cartoon where there's a cat and there's these two mice, right? And um, the the mice, one of the mice is always going like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Do you, do you know the one I'm talking about? The, yeah, the yeah, mice? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. There's this one where they um they convince the cat that that, that they have to like operate on him. And they're like, you've got to operate, operate. And their like faces are like sort of floating up in the sky around it. And then they like convince him that he's dead, and they, they like put wings on him and they give him like a harp. And the cat's like crying, like I don't want to die. And um, yeah, that scared the hell out of me. Yeah, um, that's uh. I mean, like for me, like the I guess the easy answer would be basically any episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, I don't know that. They, uh, yeah, that was like a it was a Cartoon Network show about this purple dog named Courage, and yeah, like the bad guys in every episode were like horrifying. Like this was back when like CGI was like getting good, but like uh-huh. this one episode, and I'll try to send you the picture because I think I have it saved. But they live in the middle of nowhere and it's literally just like a wooden house and it's just flat land all around them. And Courage goes out on the porch and just like points out and there's like this like Grim Reaper looking guy in like a robe and he's just like blowing in the wind and staring at the house. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to see that like for a while. (laughs) Did, Did people know this is for children? Like, dude, it was horrible, man. Like, so, like, yeah. there's like, like other ones, like super, like super scary, like giant spiders and shit. Like, it was just this yeah. madhouse of just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, dude, I'm ten. Yeah. Like, you're you're really you're changing my 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 perspective on things with this children's show here. For sure, for sure. I think a lot of people are freaked out at the um, at the tunnel scene in uh, in Willy Wonka. Yeah, that's well. another one. Yeah, I, I love that movie. Get, yeah, it's a pretty. That's that's an amazing scene, though. Absolutely, they do, they do like cut the head off a chicken or something, don't they? Like, it's yeah, pretty- it's, it's one. There's just some animal that does get decapitated in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is like, yeah. all right. As long as snozberries taste like snozberries, everything's gonna be fine. Exactly. Actually, dude, if you're looking for a cool video, um, 
there's these guys that I watch on YouTube. I can't remember their channel name, but they're all um, like professional CGI experts. Yeah. And they they did this challenge with them and their friends while they were in quarantine to redo parts of Willy Wonka where like the kids die in horrible ways instead of just like <laughs> falling yeah. down like that tube like that. Sure. The, oh, what's her name? The 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 snotty chick. Um, Baruch Assault. Yes, her. When she falls down that tube, uh, this guy like put a camera inside the tube and it's like her falling and like hitting scaffolding and shit like all the way down. <laughs> Man. like it's it's absolutely insane but it's like a cool use right. of like cgi to just like make a kid's movie like horrifying sure like um one of the guys it's like a jackie it, chan stunt gone wrong basically exactly. like one of the guys makes it where like charlie hits the fan nice of course yeah like you gotta have yeah one. sure we all imagined it and that's what's messed up about stuff like that is that every kid who's watching that is imagining him like going through that fan right like Oh, absolutely. If you think about it, like it doesn't show it, but but we're all just picturing what he'd be look, looking like if it, the thing just sawed him up. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's just human nature. It's like that reptile part of our brain where we're like, is this really, is this kid going to go through this fan right now? Yeah, but we have to imagine it. That's what horrifies us. Yeah. I mean, Grandpa Joe kind of deserved it, right? Because, you know, I mean, he, he was, was like, just like laying in bed forever and yeah, then he's he, like, dancing faked, around. He faked being like a paraplegic for like 20 years. <laughs> and then it's just like, ooh, free chocolate? All right. Yeah. Right, Guys right. Dude. The child likes me. Yep. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Um. All right. Let me see here. I'm I'm going through questions trying to find a dealer's choice here, but there's like a couple good ones that I can't really choose between. Um, all right. You know what? We'll go with that one. Um. Yeah. Uh. How do you think humans are going to go extinct? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, well, we'll do it to ourselves for sure. Yep. (sighs) That's all guaranteed. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably some like awesome fad, uh, that it turns out is, uh, designed by the dolphins. All right. Um, all right. So here's the idea. So what happens is, you know, what, what the few of us who are in the know know is that the dolphins are really running things you know and the reason that they're the smartest creatures is because they haven't tried to contact us and so i think that the dolphins are going to engineer right and you need thumbs for that i know so they'll yeah. probably get some human they'll probably trick some humans into thinking that once the dolphin it's like a charles manson thing like once the dolphins have taken over they're like not going to be able to rule, rule the themselves until like the human being thinks that they're going to get to sort of like rule over the dolphins, but really the dolphins are going to do a double cross. So it's going to be like, um, you know, whatever the equivalent of TikTok videos is in like, like 2036, I give us till about then. Okay. And we'll all voluntarily do it. It'll be like a, like a retinal scan thing to get into our phones or whatever. But it, what's going to do is it's going to like slowly evaporate our brains. Um, and then the dolphins will rule, uh, and the, the, the oceans are rising anyway. So they're taking territory. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't that's know if that's, going. I don't know if that's a war we could actually win, you know? Well, we, we, we won't even know it. We'll voluntarily all do it. And it's just, it's going to be a slow release brain melt, uh, from our phones or whatever, uh, our, our microchips, whatever it is that we're, 
we're doing in 2036. That's that's what I, I we got. We got 16 years, man. Live All it up. Right. Well, if that's the case, I'm gonna try to learn how to like speak dolphin. Yeah. That yeah. Might, that might change my language choice to from from oh. Latin to just speaking dolphin fluently, or maybe not, maybe yeah. not fluently, but enough to get by. Yeah, I wish I could have that question back. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Yeah. I guess we'll have to do. How about, maybe maybe I'll interview one of our supreme marine overlords at some point. That might be good. You know, the new iPhones I think are are, are pretty watertight at a at a reasonable depth. All right. To interview excellent. a dolphin. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to take that into account. I'll just like. I wonder how that question would go if I went into like an AT and T store and if I went up and was like, hypothetically, if I was to interview a dolphin, <laughs> would this phone survive the interview? I think only if if you videotape that. I mean, I think that that has to happen. Next if you time, need somebody to hold that camera, I will definitely accompany. Right. Yeah. The next, AT- next time in town, I'll I'll we'll, we'll, we'll like meet up and I'll just uh, we'll go to like a random cell phone store and I'll just I'll I'll check. I'll check the water water capacity for things in case I ever need to uh, conduct an interview underwater with an um, you know an incredibly intelligent aqua mammal. Yeah, I think I think you should. Perfect. I, I feel like they could help. I, I feel like you know they probably don't know uh, what's going to befall us, but I feel like they could help. Now the question is: Are dolphins conscious, though? Do dolphins have a consciousness or are they just like, we're dolphins and that's the end of it? Or is it like they know they're going to cease to exist at some point? Yeah, well, I think it's a collective conscious that they have. Dolphin hive mind? Yeah, it's exactly. Dolphin hive mind. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, and I think that, you know, I think that they're so advanced that, yeah, they are just sort of dolphins breathing, breathing in, breathing out. Um, And that's, that's really what, you know, I hope to evolve to in the next 16 years before it's all over and get a dolphin plasty like Kyle's dad in South park. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm like, um, I'm, I'm sort of functionally illiterate in South park and I, I definitely love dumb cartoons. It's just not, that's just not the one. Yeah. No, that in that episode, basically Kyle's dad just like meets a plastic surgeon and turns him into a dolphin because I guess like, Kyle's dad is obsessed with dolphins, so he literally like sews his legs together like sideways, <laughs> and like gives him like a like a dorsal fin and all sorts of like crazy shit and like yeah, it's just simply absurd. But uh, yeah, all right, yeah, I do. That was a that was not a conversation I thought I'd be having, but I I'm glad I had it. Like because now good now we can plan for a dolphin heavy future. Yeah, sure. You know, which I'm I'm not against, but uh, no. You know, I'm here for it. But, uh, Mr. Brown, I want to thank you again for coming on, man. I also want to thank you for being a dope-ass history teacher. You definitely helped helped make high school a little less shitty for me when I was there. So I genuinely appreciate that. Uh, I'm glad, man. You made it – you made you kept things interesting. And that's uh, – it can be really boring to be a teacher. Yeah, kept I, tried it to, I tried to at least, you know, bring a little brevity wherever I was going in that building. You did. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it again, man. Is there anything you want to like talk about before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. Just thanks. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you yeah, and man, uh, sure. good luck with the podcast. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've listened to the other episodes. So. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate everybody else listening. And as I've started saying in my recent episodes, nothing is true and everything is possible.